you do? Nothing impossible. Nothing impossible. What could you do? What could you do? Nothing impossible with our God. You do not lie. You do not fail. What is hard for you to do? He doesn't exist. He's gonna never.
Shalom, 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 evening, everybody. My God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What a glorious evening, my God. It is another moment in the presence of the Lord to receive a touch from the Spirit Divine. Hallelujah, my God, my God, my God. God bless you wherever you are. You want to just press the share button and send the link to your friends and loved ones. Kindly share the link and lift up your voice wherever you are. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Thank God for this wonderful evening. I want to welcome all of you here this evening. Padios, God bless you. Shemen Ni Megillah, God bless you. Sarah, God bless you. Josie, God bless you. Bagdag, Becky, how are you doing? God bless you. Winifred, God bless you. Patience, God bless you. Anointed, God bless you. Miss Albi, God bless you. Tracy, God bless you. Dakke Prince, my son, how are you doing? God bless you. Jennifer Anderson, God bless you. Minta, God bless you. Angela, God bless you. Lady Prestige, how are you doing? God bless you. Ama Udru, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh my God. My God. Oh my goodness. Samuel, God bless you. God bless you. Stan, God bless you. Mark El Dorado, God bless you. God bless you. Keep sharing. I'm seeing someone here, Karis Kashis. God bless you. God bless you. Keep sharing the link. Just keep sharing the link and lift up your voice. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, mighty God. We honor you. We exalt you this evening in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus.
Mighty God, we exalt you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory this wonderful evening. It is yet another moment, O、oh、God, that we have gathered before your presence. O、oh, under your feet have we come, children, unto thee, O、oh、Master. We ask in the name of the Lord Jesus that you breathe upon us the breath of life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let our souls be set on fire. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your word is already anointed. Therefore, Lord, touch my lips with celestial coals of fire. Let your word come forth with divine power that it will impart grace into the lives of your people, that your name alone will be glorified. Tonight, we ask, O God, of one thing any skill that has covered our eyes. Oh, to stop us from beholding the glorious things of your word. We pray that by the fire from your word, you will burn all those kills. Let our eyes be open to behold wondrous things in your word that your name alone will be glorified. We honor you. I pray that as your word is coming forth, let your angels stand by everybody that is on this line. Let there be a renewal of mindsets, let there be a change. Of mindsets, let there be a transformation in their souls that your name alone will be glorified. We thank you. Touch those that are sick, let them be healed. For the Bible says that you sent forth your word to heal their diseases. I know that your word is powerful. The Bible said, and Jesus entered into the synagogue even to preach, and the power of God was already there to heal. I know that your power is active tonight. Therefore, let your power move through every house, every ear that is listening to my voice. Let my voice be anointed with your voice. Override my voice with your own. This is not my voice, but the voice of the Spirit. Let your people be impacted by the power of the Holy Ghost, that they will be enlightened, that your name alone will be glorified. We thank you, O、oh、God, even in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. I'm so excited. My goodness, if only somebody can see the joy that is in my heart, you will know that the Lord is up to something glorious in our midst tonight. Hallelujah! My God, my God, my God, it is always a blessing to have all of you here seated under the feet of the Master to hearken unto His voice and know the truth of His word. Hallelujah! I believe that definitely your lives are going to be turned around. This evening, the Lord is going to speak mind blowing truths from His Word into our hearts. And some of us, our minds will be blown. I tell you, this is going to be an official blown away of your minds. My God. And the grace of God will be strong upon us, and His mighty hand will be lifted in Jesus' precious, mighty name. Amen. Please, if your pastor is not here, share the link to your pastor. Let your pastor join. If your brother is not here, invite all your friends and loved ones. Invite even your enemies and your frenemies. Invite everybody. Let them join. Tell them that they should sit down and listen to what the Lord has for us. Hallelujah. I believe that we are all going to be blessed, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Um, the Lord was pushing me this evening 
to start a certain series actually on um, the end times eschatology but um i can't start it now until i just um settle a certain um let me say foundation yeah i want to lay a certain foundation tonight before i kick start with um what the lord wants me to teach and i believe that many of us the lord is going to help us um there are a lot of things we think they are true um, god is going to correct them and there are a lot of things we think they are wrong god is going to correct them and um, i believe strongly that whatever the lord has set in motion will definitely be fulfilled to his glory in jesus precious mighty name so please get your bibles get your bibles your notepads and pens we are going to read a lot of scriptures this evening i'm not going to talk plenty i'm just going to let scripture talk to us so that we would have a lot of understanding into the word of god i believe i believe and i strongly know and believe that the grace of the lord will be strong upon us this evening please get your bibles ready get your bibles ready get your bibles ready and this evening i would love us to use much more of the um english standard version esv 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 so please if you have the esv kindly get it ready before we dive into the waters of the word of god get ready get ready i'm just going to talk to us about some few things and i will take a lot of questions from us as well i can't talk about end times i can't talk about the coming of the lord i can't talk about all these things into details without settling some few things here and today we have actually entered into the bible college <laughs> we are going to learn we are going to learn hallelujah so please you know i know i've been saying this one of the things that the devil would always use to you know deceive christians is the word of god because he knows that that is your foundation if you are strong in the word you have already conquered the devil so he would make sure that he would deceive you in that which is your strength that is why i keep saying in every kind of weakness there is something strong inside that has already been covered with deception i'm telling you in every weakness there is a certain strength inside that is why if you have ever watched throughout scripture men the strength of men actually came out of their weaknesses i'm telling you where the devil knows that your strength is he will cause you to be weak in that particular thing it is a deception that is what he does the word deception comes from two words the word deception comes from two words when we speak of deception we are actually talking about putting a seed at a place where it is supposed to grow that is why when a woman you know takes in seed we, we, we call it conception that means a seed has been implanted in her womb so deception is when there is an implantation of a seed and we all know that the word of god is a seed the bible said in key i love it ogufobi kogu aba ebi kogu asase paso ebi kogu nkwanchen elebi nsu kogu nkase and the word of god explained further that abano eyewade nyankopasem so the word of god is the seed so if conception means the implantation of a seed then deception will be the taking away of a seed are you getting the picture here 
So in agricultural science, we call something debeaking. Debeaking. That is when you begin to cut the beaks of certain animals, like um, ducks, you know, some fowls, they, they debeak them. So the word D, which is D-E, actually speaks of the negation. You get it? You are trying to make something negative. Mm-hmm. So deception means taking away of a seed, and that seed is the word of God. So the devil will always make sure that he takes away that word that is on the inside of a man. And he uses so many means to take that seed away. The first way that he causes the seed to be taken away is called stealing. Stealing. He came to steal. After he has stolen, then he will kill. Then he will destroy. And when I pick stealing alone, it is a whole sermon on its own. Killing too is a whole sermon on its own. And destruction is also a whole sermon on its own. That is actually not what I'm talking about. I just wanted you to understand that the devil would always let a man be deceived in that which will make him great. So always open your eyes. That is why you really need to understand the scriptures as it says. Else you will carry a certain mindset in your mind that God does not even know anything about. That is what the devil will always wants. And I spoke to you about this thing called rapture. Till now, many of us are still in trouble. And you see, we, we, we always make this whole thing very you know, serious. And we try to enter into a trouble because we believe certain things based on the kind of man of God that said it. Listen to what I'm saying. We believe certain things based on the personality that said it. So that many of you, if your pastor preaches about end times and says that this and this and this is this, that is the only thing you believe. When any man of God says something that is not in line with what your pastor said, you begin to tag that man of God that he's not from God. Since when did doctrinal differences cause men to be, to be people that are not from God? Since when? Since when? Eh? Since when? Go to Methodist Church of Ghana and you will know that there are doctrines in the Methodist Church that are different from doctrines in Anglican and Presby. But they are all serving the same Christ. Nobody will tell the other that you are not from God. When did you see the Methodist bishop saying that the Presby, um, senior most presbyter is not from God because they have different doctrinal um, applications and so we need to understand certain things. Definitely, doctrinal differences will be there, but it takes the Spirit of the Lord to give us deeper understanding into these things. There's a reason why I'm saying all these things, because today I'm going to shake a lot of tables in our minds. I'm going to shake, in fact, I'm not the one going to shake. The Lord himself will shake it. You will be reading the scriptures for yourself and you will open your mouth and say, ah, is this thing written in the Bible all this while and I did not see? And I believe that by the time we end, the grace of the Lord will come upon all of us and we shall be endowed 
with strength. Hallelujah. Alright, now this evening, I want to just talk about something that will be a foundation of the end times. Which um, the end time series that the Lord wants me to start. And um, what I'm actually going to talk about, the title or the theme is, Will the Earth Be Destroyed? Will the Earth Be Destroyed? Will the earth be destroyed? This one cries a question. It's a question. And I know that some of you have answers based on what your pastors taught you. Are you all with me? Good. Will the earth be destroyed? So now, when somebody asks you that, will the earth be destroyed? What will you say? What will be your answer? Anybody? Will the earth be destroyed? Hey, Bianca, so. Bernard P said, yes, please. Is it an answer to the question I asked? Okay, Anointed also said, yes, please. Okay, who else? Will the earth be destroyed? It is either you are black or white. I'm a beauty said yes please. Junior said no please. Josie said yes please. <laughs> Miss Albi said no please. Hey, <laughs> Charlie, we are all Christians. So look at where our mind is today. Hey, it's just And we don't even know the end of the of the whole end. So what are we actually thinking? We say your mindset is very different. Do you know that? Oh, do you know? Yeah, because just this doctrinal difference alone can can cause our mindset to differ. I'm telling you, because right now somebody wants to build a house, but Obek Kai say, ah, into few we have this kebab machine, the baby win in a, ni ame besa siri asifie win in a besa, ni lose, me high dancer. So that many people they have money to buy houses, to build houses, but they, they will never do that because of a certain mindset that they have, and it is not from anywhere from the scripture. So once you get scriptures wrongly and the doctrines become wrong, you are in trouble. It will affect your whole conduct and how you live your life on this earth. Because in this world, your belief will actually determine your conduct. What you believe will determine how you conduct yourself.
So right now, some people said the earth will not be destroyed. Some people also said the earth will be destroyed. <laughs> and both of us who are having different mindsets about the earth, we are living on this earth. So the issue is, <laughs> somebody said yes, no. The moose have one of them. Or no, on your black. Or no, on your white. Into a day ash. Or no, on your new. Or no, into a day the dead, the dead. Or your warm. And do you know what Jesus said? If you are hot, be hot. If you are cool, cold, be cold. Don't be lukewarm. That means you you can't even stand in between. Yay. Are you all with me? Okay, can I ask a question before we now start with the proper teaching? Okay. Now, this is my question. Will heaven too be destroyed? Someone say no, please. Okay. Someone say ask for heaven. No. Hey, and then we bet you some say. Someone say we don't study. You share your Bible. Yeah, the new one is a Sunday. You know, yeah, yeah, high heel business work. Empty jai. The cover and the asshole yet do. Some of you cried here. You are always making sure say you wear new dress to church every Sunday. I don't know what you also. You don't even you don't even think of scriptures here, nothing. You just don't want to know anything. Let, let me tell you something. We are what we are doing is dangerous to our lives. So. Do you remember that Jesus said heaven and earth shall pass away? Do you remember? Do you remember that Jesus said that? Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. <laughs> you are, but you are saying that for heaven, dear. No. But the earth, dear, yes. It's the earth, nay. <laughs> Now, I want to ask a question. Hmm? I want to ask another question. Can I? Okay, good. They told us that we will all die. And when we all die, we the Christians will go to heaven. But Jesus also said heaven and earth will pass away. Ah, so the heaven that we are struggling power to go, 
Jesus said it will pass away in the, in the earth. Hey, and we all too believe that God is in heaven with his angels. So if heaven is passing away, where will God and his angels be? And if the earth too is passing away, where will we be? Where will we all be? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Your, your pastor will stand on the altar and preach and scream. And you will all believe it without asking any question. At the Bible, no cry, coffee, I won't say kind. Only time cry, they could be a matinee. Yes, you are And that is why the enemy deceives us easily. I'm telling you. He will deceive you. He will easily deceive you. And it will shock you to know that most of the things that our pastors are standing on the altar telling us they are actually not what the Bible is, is saying. So many of us, we are in church, but the devil has shifted our mindsets. You see, the devil even was able to shift the mindset of men of God to preach to us that this earth is bad. It is only heaven that is good. So we should strive and go to heaven and leave this earth. And will be the born, you say, We are see us sitting a rare home, soon near money, a dear betting, who's here, we are sitting in Yenica. In Timothy Crobia, the chitre for an anenya mea, how dear, oh, soon you are a who knew heaven bear do. Mary Piraco, heaven, Mary Piraco, be more keyboard, mommy. Let's say, do heaven our money, who knew not to be, hey, hey, let's say. Let me tell you, there are people living on this earth. Eh? Satan is afraid of them. They don't have any problem. I'm telling you the gospel truth. There are people living on the who will be private Say troubles that come in life. So the uncle and if you have a child, would be our twenty. Sani Pakrona or private jet. Sani Pakrona Sika. They don't have anything to worry about. So that kind of person, oh boss, I knew we actually now. He sees you to be very funny. And it is not that this person does not know God. The person is also a Christian. <laughs> Are you all with me? Did you all hear what I said? Hmm. So you see, there are many things we need to question them and get answers. Eh? Because you see, let me let me let me be very plain with you. There are many things that if you don't question them. It means religion has covered you. It is only religion that will stop a man from thinking. Because the pastor that is preaching to you is saying that all those kind of things. 
Pastor ni pretty we are. So obi amwenya me adwuma. Sika bia wo bia fa bwenya. Ah, is it not the same pastor that is saying that all these things you will leave them here? Why is he taking it? Is it not the same pastor that said if you feel and go be a sifika kasa we demni adia de hey this same pastor who said that oh later no ono ansha niemesi koboni no opeka the same pastor momo ani ento kana ya ne de niema ne ye de say instruments ne de de copyright wa abonti a ya ne sesei ni mu mayam nyaka ne emfangu hey pastor what you said and what you are trying to do now my dear listen they let you know that marriage is not important gaware yemfa ware enko heaven yemfa we enko sro hinem yemfa we nyese yemfa we nyese ah but after they, they have done that they are the same people that will lift up prayer topics any any which hijacking your marriage die by fire lose that marriage if the marriage yemfa enko heaven ma by phone in chichire ai manin chichire Yeah. That is what we call religion. It will never let you think that. And anybody that does not think, I don't want to say it. I'm telling you. Even God, God, God does not only answer prayers. He even answers what you think. Do you know that? Look at what the Bible said in Ephesians chapter 3, I think verse 20. The Bible said, Unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that you ask or think, according to his power that worketh in us. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think. Above all that we ask or think. So when you are thinking of something, God can do it for you. You just thought of it. Oh. So there's a level of prayer we don't speak, we only think. Yes. That is why if you're a believer and you are not a thinker, there's something wrong with you. And religion is what will stop you from thinking. Are you following? Good. Now, let's start our journey from the scripture. Now, this is Jesus Christ preaching, preaching, and preaching. And the Bible said that some multitudes came to him. And when the multitudes came to him, Jesus was speaking to the multitudes in the book of Matthew chapter 23. And as he was speaking to the multitudes, he began to tell them of how the Pharisees were behaving, living their lives. They would come and preach the law and go and break it. They would tell you don't fornicate, but they would go and fornicate. 
they will tell you don't steal, but they will go and steal. And they will do unnecessary things in the temple. And you know, when Jesus came, Jesus brought an assignment. And that assignment was what these people were supposed to know. So a time came, Jesus looked at them, the Pharisees, and said, Ah, you can look into the heavens, just look at the sun, and tell people that it will rain tomorrow, and indeed it will rain. You can look at the stars and the moon, and you can say this and this and this will happen, and indeed it will happen. How come you did not decode the coming of the Son of Man and his assignment? So you see, when Jesus was being born in Israel, none of the people in Israel could decode the birth of Jesus. It was only certain few prophets that were still there. And a people that were actually outside Israel that saw his star and they followed the star to where Jesus was born. Neither, none of the priests nor the prophets. There were few people. One of them was the prophetess Anna. When God told the prophetess when her husband died, God told her that go and intercede. Be in the temple day and night. Pray that the son of man will be born to fulfill God's agenda. So that prophetess was always in the, in the temple praying. And God also spoke to a man by name Simon. God told that man that you, you will not die until you see the birth of Jesus Christ. So that man's death was tied to the birth of the Lord Jesus. Look at that. So beautiful. So the very day Jesus Christ was brought to the temple, when he was 12 years, and Simon saw Jesus, he knew that, ah, this is the, the, the young man that God spoke to me about. Then he lifted up his eyes to the sky and said, Lord, now permit your son to come and rest in your bosom, for I have seen the salvation of the Lord. Look at this. What a beautiful, my God. So beautiful. So, 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 so beautiful. Now, these Pharisees had withstood the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because according to the law that God gave to the children of Israel, there were a lot of things that God wrote for them to obey. And I don't want to go into all these things, even though I'm going to touch on some few um, stuffs concerning the law. And um, I will give very clear understanding about these things for us to know. I'm starting a series on the end times, eschatology, this week. I'm just laying this foundation so that once we start with that series, you get more understanding. Now, follow me carefully. Some of you have a lot of wrong perceptions and teachings and doctrines about the end time. You cannot even move forward in life. Tell you, listen to me. If we're a Christian and you hear that the Lord Jesus will come, now we am sure something is something is wrong somewhere. Something is wrong somewhere. Any pastor that preaches to you to impart fear, ah, do you know why? Look at look at something. In the times of old, then go and look at what Paul 
Paul and the people, they were crying for the coming of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 22. The Bible said, If anyone has no love for the Lord, let him be accursed. Our Lord, come. And that is where we had the word Maranatha. Maranatha means a radebra. So they were crying that the Lord should come. But you they tell you that the Lord will come. Now you're marching. That means you are hearing something different. If anyone has no love for the Lord, let him be a case. Our Lord, come. Maranatha. We sing songs. Maranatha, 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 Yanera bro, bro. Ah, but when the pastor preaches that the Lord Jesus will come, no, no, what at all have you heard about the coming of the Lord? What at all have you heard? Hey, so who Christ What about them that do not know Christ? What will happen to them? Something is wrong somewhere. And you see, the moment the devil sees that Adebia a deep fear, listen to this carefully. Anything that will impart fear in the heart of a child of God, the devil is the frontliner. So even if there is a pastor that is preaching, putting fear in your heart, hey, be thou careful of that pastor. Because the word of God said in the book of Colossians, let your word be with grace, seasoned with salt. I love that scripture. Any word that comes out of your mouth but imparts grace. That is why even prophetically when we see negative things that the enemy has plotted about people, we stress more on the positive that God is about to do. And we have all seen testimonies here. It does not mean the devil did not plan, but God spoke the other side. God gave the person a new report and testimonies began to flow. We don't speak prophetic on the negative side so much to a point where we are imparting fear. No, 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 no. And that is one of the signs of false prophets. They put fear in your heart when they are prophesying to you. God bless you, Prince. Now, let's start. So, Jesus... was speaking and he was very angry at the Pharisees for what they were doing in the book of Matthew 23 and he was lambasting them and was telling them of the destruction that will come upon them for all the wrong things they've done because Jesus Christ came to save the Israelites and transform and transmit the salvation to the ends of the earth but they rejected Jesus he will stand in the synagogue to preach. They will sack him. And these same people will enter the temple and the place that was supposed to be the house of prayer for God, they were selling things. They had made it a, a, a place of merchandise. Marketplace. So one day Jesus even got angry. He began to shape them. He beat them. And when he beat them and he came out, 
of that temple, the disciples went to him. They knew that the man was angry. And they knew when, they, when Jesus came out, they stood with him and he began to speak to the temple and what was happening. And he said, This temple, that these people have made it a place of, of marketing, I will destroy the temple. It is not only the temple. I came with God's agenda, but these people are withstanding the agenda that God is about to fulfill. Therefore, the destruction will not only come to the temple, but it will come to the people that have rejected Christ. Hmm. And when he began to speak about how the things will be destroyed, the disciples went to him. So if you read the whole, I don't want us to read all those scriptures. If you read the whole book of Matthew 23, it was actually a certain warning that was given to them. He was always telling them, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you, woe unto you. But the disciples that knew him and understood what he was about to do, they got close to him and said, ah, Rabbi, you are speaking about a certain distraction that something is going to happen. Something is going to happen to Israel. Because I have come. Believe in me. Your sins will be forgiven. They said no. He said, I am the high priest of your life. They said no. We have a high priest. They never understood. They were withstanding the agenda of God. The disciples said, you are speaking of a certain distraction. We want to know when those distractions will happen. So that we too, we, at least we know you. We don't want to be destroyed with these people. So show us some of the things that will happen so that we will know that there is going to be a certain distraction so that we that know you can run away. Now let's move to... This, this was the discussion. So let's move to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. The Bible said, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. After he spoke all those things, he came out of the temple. The Bible said, And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. If you have the, AI, the ESV, you can just post it here. Let me read it from the ESV. We are reading so Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Good. Now, Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to point out to the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, You see all these, do, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Wow. So Jesus was telling them, do you see this building? And when we read the book of John chapter 2, the Bible said that these people said they used 46 good years to build that temple. 46 good years. And that temple alone, if you were checking the gold and all those uh, minerals that went into it, if you calculate it according to the normal um, dollars that we have in America, it is about 85 million to 90 million dollars. What? And Jesus said, this temple you are seeing like this, eh? not even one stone will be left on another. Every, every, all this, this building will collapse. It will come down. It will be destroyed. The people were shocked. They were like, hey, 
This thing you are saying is a serious matter. Listen, he's talking about a temple here. So we are actually speaking of a certain temple matter here. Now listen to what Jesus said. So let's go, continue. Good. The Bible said, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And when will be the sign of your coming of the end of the age? Now, let's, let's look at this very carefully. <laughs> what matter are we talking about here? Is, that, is it not a distraction of a certain temple? Good. So now, what actually should have been the questions of the, of the disciples? Under normal circumstances, they should have asked that, okay, when will the temple be destroyed? And what are some of the signs that will, will come so that when we see these signs, we will know that the temple is about to be destroyed, then we will run away? Is that not the question you are actually expecting them to ask? And in fact, let me tell you, these are actually the questions they asked. But look at how they asked the, these questions. Tell us, when would these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? Your coming. Your coming. That means, ah, this is a matter of destruction of the temple. What about coming here? <laughs> said, what then will be the sign of your coming? That means, we know that you will come. So the, peop- the disciples understood eh, that the distraction that Jesus is actually talking about is actually a coming of the Lord. Hmm. Is somebody getting something here? Let me open your eyes a little bit. Let me open your eyes a little bit. I have told you this, that anytime we hear the word the lord is coming i told you that i think yesterday i said this there are so many different dimensions of god's coming you remember yesterday we learned from a certain scripture that the lord said that he will come in the power of his father's kingdom with his angels and the people that were even there as he was talking to them now some of them will not die until they see that he has come Good. So now the question is, what kind of coming was Jesus coming that the people would be there to see him? He did not come physically as we are all thinking about, but he came. If Jesus did not come, then he is a liar because he said, until he comes, some of the people that were standing with him would not die. But those people are dead now. And if we think that Jesus has not come, then Jesus is a liar. This one Christ is just the beginning. We are about to go somewhere. You will start thinking, Papa. You will know that you have been deceived with certain scriptures. I'm telling you, we are about to go somewhere. You will know you have been totally deceived. So that when you are reading the scriptures, you pray for the Holy Ghost to help you. <laughs> So Jesus came. Jesus, he came home. And when he came, some of the people that he said that they would be there and he would come and meet them, 
they were there to, to, to meet him. But that coming was not a coming as in a physical coming from the sky. Ah, but Jesus said that he will come with his angels. So what actually does it mean? That I will come in the power of my father's kingdom with the angels. What does that word mean? You remember I told you that listen. The guy that actually wrote Matthew, the book of Matthew, is called Matthew. Matthew is not a Ghanaian. Matthew is not a Serenian. <laughs> Matthew is not an American. Matthew is a Jew. And do you know the time that the guy wrote it? You can trace it back. 2000 and some years back. Now the question is, who did the guy Matthew write that scripture to? You need to have understanding into these things. Else you make serious mistakes. I keep telling you that eh, if you're a Christian and you don't understand matters concerning Jews, Israel, if you're a Christian and you don't understand things about Jews, Israel, and those things, because when God was calling the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land, that was when He spoke upon them that touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. But you, you became born again just last three weeks. You are quoting that same scripture to the devil that touch not my anointed. The Lord said, Touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. I am the anointed of the Lord. What about the people that God declared the word upon? How come? That means there is a similarity between Israel and Kwesi Mensa. Are you getting the picture? <laughs> Because listen, if you are looking at things physically and literally, the Bible was not written for you. Your name is not in it. You don't know Solomon. You don't know David. You don't know King Agrippa. You don't know Prophet Agabus. You don't know Paul the Apostle. But there is a certain link. If you sit down and you begin to study these things, you will know this one is not just written things about people. It is not just a storybook. There is something inside. Yay. Are you getting the picture? I'm just trying to broaden some a little bit um, understanding so that we can get a lot of things. Now, so the people said, Lord, when would these things be? Which things? The things he spoke about in Matthew 23. He spoke that the temple will be destroyed. He spoke a lot of things. And they said, when would these things? So they're actually looking for a time. A time. A time. And that time actually, they are looking for a time that all those distractions will happen. And those distractions were actually a judgment from God. 
God was going to judge the people. So listen, there are so many dimensions of the coming of the Lord. One of the definitions of the coming of God is called judgment. One of the definitions of the coming of the Lord is called judgment. 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 And I want to show you a certain scripture in the book of Amos. Now listen to this. The Bible said, so they were actually looking for a time where all these things will happen. And you know, they said, when would these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming? So now the question is, which coming crown are these people talking about? They are actually talking about a certain judgment that the Lord was going to bring upon the temple and the Pharisees and the people that withstood the assignment and the purpose of God. Are you getting the picture clearly? Good. Now, so that time when the Lord will come is actually the time that the destruction will happen. And that time was actually going to be called the day of the Lord. The day that the Lord will come and destroy things. Now look at what Amos said in the book of Amos chapter 5 verse 18. Amos chapter 5 verse 18. Listen to this. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. Hey, to what end is it for you? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. Mm. Did you read that scripture? Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the day that the Lord will come. It is a, it is a dimension of the coming of the Lord. And the Bible said that this day of the Lord is darkness and not light. It is a time of judgment when the Lord will bring judgment to his people. I don't want to go deep into all these things. I would have given you a lot of scriptures to actually let you know that most of the times when God is about to judge a particular nation, he will, he will, he will, he will use certain words. And I, the Lord, I'm going to cause the, the sky to darken. I'm going to cause the moon to turn blood. Haven't you read those kind of words in scripture before? The moon will turn red. It will look like blood. The sun will be darkened. And all this and this and this. And it will look like it is something literal that is going to happen. No. These are words. They are known as apocalyptic words. They are words that actually have deeper meanings. They are words of judgment. Are you all following? Good. Now, let me take you into
So the Lord was telling the disciples about the destruction that was going to happen, and He started speaking to them about how things were. They, 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 they went to Him and they said, "When will these things be, and what shall be?" the sign of your coming and we've just understood that that coming of the lord is actually a speaking of the judgment because when god spoke eh, jesus spoke of a certain judgment that was coming that has never happened before so if you read the book of matthew chapter 24 verse 21 Matthew chapter 24, verse 21 and 22. Jesus spoke of a certain judgment, a certain tribulation that was coming upon Israel that has never happened before and that will never happen. The Bible said, For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be. And if those that had not been cut short, if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved. <laughs> but for the sake of the elect, those days would be cut short. Mm. Now, when you read the book of Matthew 24, you see, our problem is that we apply that whole scripture to the entire world and we make it into something that is yet to happen. You see, that is our problem. Yay. Are you getting the picture here? Let me open your eyes more. <laughs> I'm saying by the time we are done, some of you, you, you start studying your scriptures. Do you know that this whole Matthew 24 actually is an answer to the questions that the disciple asked in verse 1 and verse in verse 1? Jesus came out of the temple with the disciples and the disciples asked him, Ah, you were speaking about the destruction of the temple and all those things in, in, in the temple. Now, we want to know, when will these things happen? So, what are some of the signs that will happen? So that we will know that that time is near. Then we will know what to do. That was when Jesus started speaking. And look at this. The moment Jesus opened his mouth to speak, the Bible said, As he sat upon the Mount Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming? So if you can post it here, verse 2. Verse 3, rather. I want to say something. Verse 3, ESV. Verse 3 of Matthew 24. Good. And he said, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? And I just spoke to you that the coming of the Lord is actually about the destruction and the judgment that he was going to bring. And he also said, And also of the end of the age. What is the end of the age? When we read the King James Version, the King James Version speaks of the end of the world but if you check the word world it is actually the word age not world as in the whole universe 
And that is where the problem is. Many people think that so the whole world will be destroyed. Oh, the, the whole world will end. We are serious yet. Aboduku pratisis ikonda latuma ikwasis. Now, the moment they asked Jesus these questions, listen to what he said. Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and of rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Mm. These things will happen, but the end is not yet. They will be signs. But the end is not yet. The fact that the woman is having, um, you know, contractions inside the womb does not mean she has given birth. So these are signs. They are birth pangs. And he said, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of, they are just the beginning of sorrows. Hmm. And he spoke a lot. Now, when he spoke, and we all know, the evangelists have been using this scripture to preach power. And Yajini said, it is actually about the entire world. Is that not so? I'm about to give a certain scripture in this same Matthew 24. That will blow away that mentality of this whole thing becoming a long, that, like the entire world. Now, the, when Jesus started speaking of all these things, Let's jump to verse 34 and listen to what he said. Verse 34. Just listen to what he said. Verse 34 of Matthew 24. Listen to what Jesus said. Listen, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Mm. Say, all these things I am saying, this generation will not pass away until all these... <laughs> I don't know if somebody is getting the picture here. What Jesus is actually saying is that all these things will happen before the generation, this generation pass away. Now the whole issue now is what is the generation? What is generation? The word generation actually is a 40 year span. 40 year span. So one generation is 40. That is why they normally say life begins at 40. That means that one generation has has ended and another generation is about to start so a generation means 40 years so what jesus was actually trying to tell us mm, that means from that time i don't know if you are somebody's getting <laughs> oh my god this thing is in the scripture but the evangelists have not seen they are always telling us about Nations will rise against nations. This and this will happen. This and this will happen. And they are making it look so like Jesse. And you see, eh, that is why scripture, the devil can easily deceive you. Jesus said, all these things I'm talking about, nations will rise against nations. Kingdoms will rise against kingdoms. Famines will come. Pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. He said, all these things. He said, all these things. He said, truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Then the next verse, he said, verse 35, verse 35, verse 35. 
He said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Uh-huh. That is where the whole matter is. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. Do you know that the moment he spoke about the passing away of that generation, he just came next to say that heaven and earth will pass away. So now the question is, what is the passing away of the heaven and the earth? If it is just the literal physical heaven and the literal physical earth, then we are about to go somewhere else too that will, will let you know that it is wrong. Can we go there? Let me just pause a little bit for you to start thinking. Let's, let's, let's begin to think small. Jesus said, Am I sorry, am I my son? I am sorry, I am so. I am Earthquakes, basis, and the, the, the evangelists will be preaching on the roadside. All that they are doing, do you know what they are doing? It is, it is actually called the coming of the Lord, the signs of His coming. And the Bible said in the book of Amos that why woe unto you if you are desiring the day of the Lord? So, what the evangelists are doing, they are actually desiring that that day should come. And the Bible said, Woe unto them. Woe on because that day the Bible says it is not light but it is darkness. And Jesus, upon saying all these things, he said, All these things I have said eh, until this generation passes, all these things will not happen. Listen to what he said. He said, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. That means that these things he has said must take place before the generation passes. And that generation is a 40 year. That means all these things that Jesus said actually happened in the space of 40 years. So look at this. From that time till now, how many years in here? From that time till now, how many years? We are actually in 2021. By then, because Jesus had not died. In the end, take Jesus year now, we need a whole lot. Begin to think, begin to think. Don't just believe anything. I'm telling you. This is why I keep telling you. When, sometimes when we see certain things, you might think, hey, then I saw it came. I'm not the one that wrote it. You are what you are reading things on your own. And you are seeing how deceived we have been. He said, All these things. He said, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Do you know he has already answered one of the questions that the disciple asked? When will these things be? Do you know? Oh, do you know he has already answered one of the questions that they asked? He's actually answering their questions. So he's not saying anything else. He's answering their questions. When will these things be? He gave them a time span. He gave them a time span. That... Truly I say to you, 
this generation will not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. Then he went for, further to say, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass away. Now, the matter is, what is heaven and earth here? What is heaven and earth here? Shamu lacretisis. Can we read something from the book of Matthew, chapter 5? I want us to learn something. Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Good. Now, let's follow this scripture critically. Good. The word of God said, Jesus is Jesus speaking. He said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota nor a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Hey, you see, that is what Jesus is actually trying to say. He said, now, when you pick the Bible and you check the Old Testament, so now the time that Jesus came, there was nothing like the book, the book of the gospel of matthew because the, that matthew guy that wrote the book of matthew jesus was working with him by them so the only scripture that was there when jesus came was from genesis to malachi which was the old testament and it was called the tanakh in hebrew the tanakh the tanakh speaks of the whole new old testament and the whole old testament was also divided into two we had the law and the prophets 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 now when it came to the law we had the priesthood the Levitical priesthood and we all understood how the priesthood came about when God was taking the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land they got to a point in the wilderness they were thirsty they wanted water to drink they were not getting water that was when God called Moses into the mountain and Moses stayed there 40 days and 40 nights the people were struggling down there and they were saying that Moses uh, there was no God beyond that brought us out of the the Bible said they removed their earrings they removed their necklaces and everything and they molded it into a cow and they said this is the God that brought us out of Egypt and the Bible said when Moses got down there he got angry how come wait for me just for 40 days 40 nights to go and he hear the voice of your God and tell you this is what you have done then the Bible said, Moses said, 
if you are on the Lord's side, come to me. Then the Bible said it was only the Levites that moved towards Moses first. And they said, we are for the Lord. And God spoke to Moses and said, because these are the first people that came to me, they are going to be the priests. The priests. So from that time, priesthood was founded in the Levitical um, or the Levi family. It was when the Bible said Moses and his father, Moses' father and mother were all Levites. Aaron was a Levite. All of all the priests were Levites. And these were people that kept the law and made sure that every Israelite will also keep the law. So the law speaks much more of the priesthood and the relationship of God and his people. So the priest will go before the Lord and intercede on behalf of the people. They will take the blood from the bulls and the, um, the rams just to pacify the heart of the Lord for the sins of the people. Then after they have interceded on behalf of the people on, on God, then God will also speak to the prophets, through the prophets to them. Are you getting the picture here? So the priest will go before God with the matters of the people. Then God will show the priest that he has accepted it. But after the acceptance, God will speak through the prophets to the people. So it was actually about the law and the prophets now when jesus came jesus said don't do not think that i came to destroy the law and the prophets but what i came to do is that i came to fulfill them and when we say fulfillment this is it when you receive a prophecy that you you get five thousand dollars god willing tomorrow by 3 p.m and when tomorrow comes 3 p.m. and you get that $5,000, what does it mean? It means that the prophecy has been fulfilled. So all that prophecy is looking for is fulfillment. Fulfillment. That is to say, all that the law and the prophets were actually yearning for was fulfillment. And no man on this earth could fulfill the law. So Jesus Christ came to fulfill the law so that once we believe in him, we have already entered into fulfillment. Are you getting the picture here? Good. Now, that is what Jesus Christ is saying. He said, do not think that I came to destroy the law and the prophet. No, I did not come to destroy it. I came to fulfill it. And he said, he said something profound here. In the fulfillment of the law and the prophet, Jesus said, Jesus said this, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota nor a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Hey! He came to fulfill it all, but he said, I just say heaven and earth pass away. And sana, what he came to fulfill, no, will be accomplished. 
This is a big matter. <laughs> Are you getting the picture here? So now, the, if the question I'm going to put to all of us is that Has Jesus fulfilled the law? Has Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets? Has he fulfilled it? Because <laughs> if Jesus' power was on the cross and he said it is finished, then he has actually accomplished his mission. But if he has fulfilled the law too, he said, this law that I am about to fulfill, eh, until heaven and earth pass away, it cannot be fulfilled. That means if the law has been fulfilled by Jesus, then the heaven and the earth has already passed away. <laughs> but we are here on this earth. Oh. God is still in heaven. How did it pass away that we did not see? <laughs> you see, you are now thinking. You are, you are about to think. Hey, how? Ah, how? Hey, ah, I'm saying... <laughs> Hey, so if heaven and earth has passed away and people still were on earth when Jesus died and resurrected they were still on earth that earth physical earth did not disappear and get destroyed then I think or maybe that word heaven and earth actually has a different meaning than the physical literal one we are thinking about Are you getting it? We are talking about something here. That is why anytime you hear that they said the earth will be destroyed, you have to get understanding first. Go into this. When did they hear that the earth will be destroyed? It is from this scripture, heaven and earth will pass away. Now, Jesus said that heaven and earth that will pass away, say, no, no, he cannot fulfill the law. Right now, too, he has already fulfilled the law because he said it is finished. Then that means that heaven and earth has already passed. And where because we are still on this earth, yeah. We are still on this earth. Is it not on this earth we are that I'm talking to you now? So which earth path passed away for Jesus to actually accomplish the law and fulfill the law? That is what we need to know and understand. Can we go there? Are you learning something this evening? <laughs> Listen to me. I mean, kind of crunchy Before I go into what the, that word heaven and earth actually means, listen to me. Eh? If you want to build an auditorium for me, so that we will call it Eagles Mountain International, Cape Coast Branch, come and build it. <laughs> if you want to sow, Five thousand dollars into the ministry for us to do the work of God. Come and sow. If you want to build an orphanage home, my dear, build it. You want to build a house for your mother and thank her for all that he, she has done for you. And no one my dear, build that house for your mama. 
Hey, listen, there is something God has planned. Though. What at all is the purpose of the church? What at all is the purpose of the church? Even if you are trying to go to heaven and leave the world here. Meanwhile, we are the light of the world. When we go, the world is darkness. Full of darkness. Full of darkness. If we are seeing something in America, but see, I am measuring say a high. Yes, you see, Daniel, heaven. What at all? Do you know what we are trying to do? What at all is the purpose of the church? If whatever we have does not benefit the world and the society, I have said this thing here, and I will say it here again. Right now. It is not much more about building huge auditoriums for church. That one is good. But listen, how many unbelievers will enter the church auditorium? How many of them? How many of them? If you want to know the right, the new way to win souls, it is not about building a huge church. I'm telling you, build something that the whole society will benefit from. I'm telling you, build a school. Unbelievers come to school. You will easily win them. Build an orphanage home. There are some young boys and girls that whose parents have abandoned them. They don't know Christ. When they bring them to that place, you will teach them the law. Do you know how many orphans have been saved because they were taken to orphanage homes? How would they have been saved? Build schools. Schools. This is what the devil is telling you that we are seeing yet. We are seeing yet. We are seeing yet. Some of you are more quite sorry. Masha and Tade Basa Basa. Adea Nipanzu. We are seeing yet. We are seeing yet. We are seeing yet. We are I'm just laying a foundation. When the Bible says that the heaven, heaven and earth shall be destroyed, you have to understand what heaven and earth actually is. That now, let me open your eyes on something. How many of us have heard of this? This evening's church is going to be awesome. I'm inviting everybody to this evening's all night. And I tell you, people of God, it is going to be heaven on earth. How many of us have heard of that statement before? <laughs> Good. How many of, of us to have heard of, oh, Charlie, today's work was hell. How many of us have heard of that before? It was hell at work today. Okay. We are trying to break certain things down for you to understand what we mean. What we are actually trying to say is that if we can use heaven and hell as atmospheres, then I want you to understand that it is not all time that the Bible makes mention of heaven and earth that he actually means a literal heaven and earth. There are 
three heaven and earth systems heaven and earth actually is a system if genesis speaks of the fact that in the beginning god created heaven and earth and the same bible is telling us that heaven is the throne of god and the earth is his full stool when did you see the leg of god on the earth <laughs> heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool that statement is not a literal statement it means something different when we say that something is the footstool of a man it means that is where the man exerts his power are you getting the picture And when we say something is the throne of somebody, that is where he executes his power from. So God will sit in the heavens, execute plans. And after he has executed them, he will release them on the earth. And it will take effect on the earth. So heaven and earth is a system that actually also means that government and the people. Government and the people until there is heaven so every nation actually has a system of heaven and earth in it your president your the the, the parliamentary seats all those those people that are so they are supposed to lead the people they are actually the government that is the heaven that is where jewish that is where plans and purposes for the people are taken then the people now become the earth where all the plans that were were made actually in the government will be released that is why abraham lincoln said government is for the people it is even by the people and it is of the people we know those of you who did um government government of the people by the people and for the people if only i'm right abraham lincoln right good so this heaven and earth that jesus was actually talking about was not the literal one it was not the literal physical heaven and earth that we see it was a system and that system is what the people said the disciples asked because they knew there was going to be a passing away of that system and that passing away was going to be the end of that system so when they were asking that system was called an age so the disciples asked him when shall these things be what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age so that age there is actually the heaven and earth system at that period i don't know if you are getting the picture so the end of the age but you see King James translated this in that English form as the end of the world. And we have taken that word so literal. But even when you check the word world in the Greek, it is speaking of aeon. And aeon speaks of a certain period of time or an age. So there was going to be the destruction of an age then the beginning of another age 
Jesus even made a certain statement sometime. He said, Any sin that a man sins shall be forgiven. But he that sins against the Holy Ghost will not have forgiveness, whether in this age or in the age to come. That means there was a certain present age that they were in, and there was another age that was going to come. That is why we even call God the God who was, who is, and who is to come. There are ages. So you see, an age passed, and there is an age that we are in right now. So now I want to ask, if Jesus has not fulfilled the law, if Jesus has not fulfilled the law, then we should have been like the Israelites. Because those times, when a person sins, what they were supposed to do was that they were supposed to bring a bull or a lamb to the high priest. And when they bring the bull or the lamb to the high priest, they will cut off the neck of that lamb, pour out the blood, will sprinkle some of the blood on the people, then the rest of them, they will divide the blood actually into three, they will sprinkle some on the a brazen altar, some will be on the people, then the rest, the high priest will take it into the Holy of Holies and pour it on the mercy seat. And when God accepts it, the person has been forgiven. Not forgiven, his sins have been covered for one year. <laughs> then after that year, the person is supposed to bring another lamb again. And that lamb now, a whole specifications, if you miss one, you are in trouble. And even if the high priest and if the high priest too has certain issues with himself when he enters into the most holy place, he will be knocked down by God. He will not return. Hey! I want to ask you a question. Can I? Good. Now, when you sin, do you carry a lamb to a certain high priest for him to sprinkle the blood of the lamb on you for your sins to be forgiven? If no, then something has happened. It means you are not under that law. If you are under that law, then you should be doing it by now. Jesus said, I came to fulfill that law. So all those demanding things that were in the law, Jesus fulfilled it. If it was a lamb that was supposed to be killed for a person's sins to be forgiven, Jesus died on the cross as our Passover lamb. If it was a certain high priest that was supposed to take the lamb to the most holy place, Jesus became the, our high priest. If it was anything, anything that was supposed to be done, any demand of the law, Jesus fulfilled it. So what it takes is that we believe in him and we have entered into the fulfillment of the law. And Jesus said, until heaven and earth pass away, that law will not be fulfilled. So if the law has been fulfilled by Jesus, then heaven and earth has passed away. What then is this heaven and earth? It, it was the system. It was the system of worship in Judaism by then. It was the temple. So you see, most of the times when God is about to speak to the people of Israel, he will, he will speak of heavy, heavy, heavy things. He will say things like, 
oh, oh heavens, hear me, and all the earth. Listen, when we read the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 30, the Bible said, Then Moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished in the ears of all the assembly of Israel. Give ye, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. God was speaking to Israel, but the, the way he was speaking the words, it looked like he was talking to heaven and earth. These are apocalyptic languages that we need to understand. Else we, oh, that is why many people don't, they can't read the Old Testament because they, they normally get confused. And you see, it actually links up with the book of Revelations. So if you don't have understanding into these apocalyptic languages, so people don't like reading the book of Revelations, so they hate it. Because they don't get anything. And there was an angel that stood, one of his legs was on the sea, and another was on the earth, and he was given a certain measuring thing to measure the, uh, the length and breadth. Just say, Imagine how I didn't see <laughs> because all these things are not literal. If you are trying to think it as if it is a literal thing, you, you get confused. They are they, they mean other stuffs. If you are waiting for the, the, the moon to be made black and, and bloody, it won't happen, it will never happen. It is a language, it is a language that has a meaning. I'm telling you. It has a different meaning. So you have to look for the, exactly. It is like the parable. I was about to say something today, but I stopped. Do you know that this Lazarus and the rich man's thing is actually not a reality? It is a parable. It is a parable. The Bible says he spoke a parable unto them. Do you know parable? I think one day I will teach on parables. All the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will teach on them and let you know the meaning of them. You will be shocked. God willing tomorrow, I will touch on that of Lazarus and the rich man. Some of you think that there's a certain um, deep valley between heaven and hell. heaven All because of a certain parable. Ah! That is why most of the times, eh? When Jesus is in the midst of the people, now a person can't say me no more you speak it in the parable. And the moment he goes out with the disciples, they spoke a parable we did not understand. Explain. Then you say to them that as for you, it is given unto you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to them it is not given. Into the mysteries no or treachery parables, no more the disciples, no only, but the people outside Nadia or kind of parable, no, they are confused because it is not given unto them. You have to understand all these things, else, you get, you get confused. I'm telling you, you get confused. Some of you are thinking that, yeah, this earth will be destroyed. When, when we were young, they told us that a boy will be frustrated. The people were thinking, ah, it's company, three more days. What kind of God is this one? People even changed their mind. They started doing wrong things. People were in church. They quit church. They went to the clubs. Later, when I started doing studies, and I realized that these, these stones that they spoke about were actually, they were actually called metatrons. Metatrons. 
metatrons. I don't want to do it. It is much more scientific. Metatrons. They are in the, in the skies, far above the earth. Close to the and sometimes when the, the sun scorches on these stones, some of them are bigger than the earth graph. But some too are very small. They appear like stars. Sometimes when the sun scorches on the Yanishiwamu, it bursts. Like say will be at two eternal. Then it bursts in the sky, it begins to move. And sometimes we call that one shooting star. So what would be that? Most of the time it is actually a bursting of these metatrons. Go instead, you will know. And these were some of the stones they said it was going to destroy us. Hey! Lack of knowledge. God's people will perish. Uh, lack of knowledge. We don't want to study. We think that everything the man of God will come and stand on the pulpit to see beyond. You don't need to go and refer to the scriptures again. Hey! You know what the Bible said? The Bible said there were a certain group of people called the Berean Church. The Berean Church. Paul went there to preach and teach. Paul healed the sick. He raised the dead. He casted out devils. But after all that Paul did, after Paul finished teaching, the Bible said these people took the scriptures to read whether what Paul said was true. Hey! It is only in Africa, when you come and you prophesy to people and it is on point, everything else you say is true. <laughs> If you heal the sick and you raise the dead, the other country where Trivia is true. People even, you know, judge whatever you say based on the manifestation of the of the spirit that you have manifested right now. I'm telling you. That is why there are many prophets who can prophesy deep, dito, dito, but a Bible or more bonse, you know. They don't know and they, when they begin to teach, they kill believers. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They will just come and prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. It is good to prophesy. But Charlie, any prophet or not the end of the answer will meet the some I remember one man of God said there was a certain man who calls himself a prophet. He said only Nami and friend said, preach Bible. Nami friend said, So as for him, every time he comes Hey, when you meet a person like that, disappear. Don't even run. Disappear. Hmm. These are the people that will keep you in bondage forever. They will tell you that God said, if you don't wipe away my shoe, wipe the, the dust on my shoe every morning, you will die in seven days. <laughs> and you will be in bondage. <laughs> you don't know what some people, some so-called prophets have put certain people into eh? Some can even go to the extent of telling a married woman, God said, if you don't sleep with me, you cannot conceive. Hey! And brainwash demonized women in church to follow. She are kind. As I said, holy spams. I tell you. I tell you. So the guy, the pastor was sleeping with a certain man's wife and a man never told so. Now, a year, Pastor Trouser Mono, Jesus Christo, would do, 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 would
Osibrino Kama. Osibam Yi. Master, that, at that place, Holy Ghost in the crown or tomb. Why are you that? Eh. All these things come as a result of lack of knowledge. In Ipa, only knowledge, you know, that person has already been deceived. Learn, study, for Bible and the understand a lot of things. Some of you, your fathers could not build houses because a certain evangelist told them that the earth will be destroyed, the rapture will be seen, by any time, they don't even see the worth of it. They don't even see the reason why they should do something because Jesus can come at any time and all these things will be wasted. And they say, a whole lot. I have been saying it and I will say this thing again and again. No matter who tells you that Jesus can come at any time, I want to let you know it is not true. I'm telling you, you can choose to believe, you can choose not to. Even the coming cry of the Lord Jesus, it has so many meanings. So when they say God can come, Jesus can come at any time, the question is what kind of coming is that? One of the meanings of his coming was judgment. Another one was the Holy Ghost that was descending. It was another coming of the Lord. So when they say that Jesus can come at any time, or Jesus can come, ask them, what kind of coming are you talking about? Because do you know something? There is the Christ of God on the inside of us. Christ is inside us. And Christ must come out of our spirits, enter into our souls, then manifest on our bodies. So when you even say that there is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, Grandpa, it also even means that another meaning is, is that he is coming out of our spirits into our souls and into our bodies. That is one meaning too. So when they say that Jesus is coming, ask them what kind of coming are you talking about? And it is when the Lord comes from our spirits into our souls and into our body, that is when we too, we are glorified. When the Lord enters into our body, we are glorified. I told you, God in your spirit is called truth. God in your soul is called what? I taught this. I think I, I taught this when we were at, um, on our Pierre Mountains. So some of you did not know. God in your spirit is called truth. God in your soul is called grace. And God in your body is called glory. God in your body is called glory. So right now, that is why the Bible said we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. In our spirit and in truth. So God on the inside of your spirit is the truth. When he enters into your soul, it is called grace. Because it is the grace of God that came to save our souls. But when he enters into your body, it is glory. Because our end is the glory of the Lord. And our bodies must be changed into the glorious body that God prepared. That is when God is glorified. That is when we see that God has come. That is why we groan inside us that Maranatha, God, Jesus, come. We are calling God from within us to manifest in our bodies. That is why the Bible says all Christians are waiting. What are they waiting for? They are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They are waiting 
that the truth will enter into our, our souls and become grace and that the grace will manifest in our bodies and become glory and when we become glorious bodies that is when we are manifesting the sonship that is when we will stand under in front of Antoine river and the demon that is in Antoine that is calling Antoine to be used as a cursing agent to kill people that demon will disappear from Antoine then it will become a glorious river as God made it in the beginning we will stand under a tree that witches will always stand upon and fly in the night to destroy people's lives and witches can never come to that tree again because we have manifested the Christ we have manifested the Son of God we will stand at places all creation they are crying they are crying there is a tree there is a tree that is close to your house eh? all the time and they plan evil things against people the tree has been crying that i want to be loosed this is not the reason why god made me i was supposed to be medicine for people but look at what they do with me please please the other time when you were passing under that tree the tree was calling you but you had no ears to hear it is why the bible said let them that have ears hear what the spirit is saying to the churches there are things in this world the stones are speaking the mountains are speaking now you see mountains where demons have entered there are dwarfs dwelling in mountains killing human beings there are certain beings dwelling inside rivers killing human beings these rivers and, and and mountains were not made to have more negative spirits you are the one that must manifest your sonship for these beings to be loose that is what all creation they are groaning and they are waiting that we will manifest the sonship and the manifestation of the sonship is when we call the god who is on the inside of us to manifest in our bodies that is when we say maranatha so when we, we hear that the lord is coming we are joyful we are happy because it is in the coming of the lord that all this creation will be delivered from the hands of the enemy we know we are never afraid when we hear that the lord is coming we are not afraid whatever they are telling us has already happened we are actually waiting for a certain coming that will lose the people that are in bondage we are actually waiting for a certain coming that will cause sickness to lose its power we are waiting for a certain coming that will cause death to disappear forever and the bible said the last enemy to be dealt with by god is called death people of god i remember the other time when paul had called the god on the inside of himself to manifest in his body the bible said that paul this guy they tried to kill him several times the guy could not die a venomous snake beat him he shook that snake into fire and continued preaching hey what kind of man is this this is a man that had changed his blood he is a man who is carrying the glorious body he is a man that enters to a place ah, even his shadow will enter a room and the sick will be healed the bible said handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from the body of paul and they were laid upon sick people and they recovered their blind eyes began to see ah, what, what is this that these people understood that we are not understanding they know that there is a god on the inside of them and whenever they stand they are a representative of this god they make sure they manifest that god they make sure they manifest the christ they make sure they are a manifestation of the son of god this is what all christians are looking for it is not that we will just be anointed little and be moving about small no we are actually on a great mission that even our minds cannot understand the mission that god called us to fulfill is bigger than our bodies but there is a god that strengthens us there is a god that strengthens us to a point where we can manifest the glory of god upon the upon the earth 
people of God, we have been assigned. We have been assigned. Let no man put fear in your heart when they tell you about the coming of the Lord. The Lord is coming from the inside of you. The Lord, even though we all will see, Jesus will appear physically with our, with our eyes will behold him. That, but until Christ comes out of our bodies, there is no way that Jesus will come out from the heavens physically for us to see because the coming of the Lord from the heavens is on a certain purpose. When he's coming from the heavens physically for us to see, the Bible said, it is when that we shall be changed. <laughs> it is at the same time that even those that are dead and are living in Christ will rise first. That is when the resurrection of the dead will take place. That is when our bodies will change. For there is a building that is being laid up for us in heaven. It is called the building of God. We shall clothe ourselves with this building. This is the building. This is our glorious body. For the Bible says that even if this earthly tabernacle, which we call the tent, which is our body, shall lay off, we know and we know that there is a certain building that were not made by human hands that is being built for us in the heavens and when the day comes when Jesus is descending on the earth we shall be clothed with this building and when we are clothed with this building we can be at five million places at the same time at the same time the Bible said when Jesus resurrected from the dead he appeared to 500 people at the same minute at the same second at the same time because at that point the, the law of gravity the law that governed the human system lost power over his body this man he was a person who was just lying in his tomb they were even speaking even Thomas was there Thomas did not even believe that Jesus had risen from the dead and whilst they were in the room contemplating about the matter Jesus did not knock he did not come through the door he did not come through any window but all of a sudden he appeared in the midst of the people this was a man who would never have disappeared before he died but after his resurrection he began to appear and disappear something happened to the body of Jesus when he resurrected and this is the kind of resurrection that is coming to our bodies it is called the coming of the Lord the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that caused his body to appear and disappear if that same spirit dwelleth inside us he shall quicken this mortal body our bodies must be changed we must appear and disappear and fulfill the assignment of God we shall not only sit in airplanes and travel hey we do not need passport to travel a time is coming we shall disappear and appear go out and declare the word of God and preach and heal the sick without passports without going through airports people of God there is something beautiful that is coming ahead of us I pray that you shall be a partaker of this in Jesus precious mighty name Amen. God bless you. We have three seconds. God bless you and keep you all strong. I'm going to upload this message right after here. God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue. Shalom. Bye-bye.